I want to help us as a community of people who are learning about strengths, people who are practicing strengths. I, I want to help us all understand what's really going on here and what were some of the original lessons that I was taught. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the podcast, we're talking about the importance of listening for talents as a way to better understand what is going on with a person's strengths profile. Talents, the building blocks of a strength, are the recognizable patterns of thought, feeling, and emotion that point to an area of a person's greatest potential. In this episode, Brian Schubring, our president, is sharing some simple lessons he's learned years ago, back in the earliest days of the strengths movement, from the people who came up with the tool. He was taught to pay such close attention to the talents of strengths, those behaviors, the responses, the recognizable traits of every one of the strengths. It's those things that we're seeing, not the name of the strength. Part of what I hear over and over again is like, oh, that's the strength of strategic. Oh, that's the strength of achiever. But no one ever explains what they're seeing or what they're hearing. And my point is, you wouldn't be calling it that strength if you didn't see, hear, or feel something. So let's show our work. Today on the show, Brian is going to explain what he means by showing our work. He will teach us how shifting our thinking in the way that we teach the 34 themes of strength is better for everyone. In short, it involves allowing the individuals with those strengths to teach us. As consultants, now I know this sounds counterintuitive, but it's actually kind of brilliant. Keep listening to learn more about how you can make strengths results more relevant for everyone. There's something here in this episode, not only for strengths practitioners, but also for individuals who just want to know more about their own strengths profile. I want to start the show today with a story. It's one that Brian told me when we were recording this episode. It's about an experience he had while paddleboarding. So stand-up paddleboarding is something Brian tries to do like 200 days a year, which is quite a feat living in Minnesota where it's cold like nine months out of the year. But be that as it may, on this day, Brian had a destination in mind when he was out on the lake, but something made him change course. And I had gone out on the water, I was going in a specific direction, and I, I wanted to go to one specific place. And then I heard the unmistakable cry of a loon. The cry of a loon is distinct, and while loons aren't necessarily rare in Minnesota, it is a state bird after all, seeing one up close and personal is always a treat. Brian, being Brian, he wanted to find the loon. He wanted to see how close he could get to it. And the closer I got, the more I realized, well, there's not just one, there's a couple. When he got even closer, he saw there was a little baby loon sitting on the back of one of them. Had he not been paying attention, had he not allowed the interruption of the loon's cry to direct him, he would have missed it all. I followed um, what I heard, and the closer I got, the more I realized that it wasn't what I originally thought it was. I don't think many of us pay attention to what is around us. Our hurried lives cause us to miss things because we don't allow ourselves the time or energy to see where something is leading us, something that may catch our ear in an interesting way. 
Or sometimes we think we know what is there, but never venture over to take a closer look to see what is actually there. This applies to the work of strengths in a few ways. First and foremost, when I was on the paddleboard, I knew what I was hearing. I didn't guess at what that sound was. I didn't mistake it for the the voice of another animal or a different kind of waterfowl. I knew that was a loon. I knew it was like one of the three or four distinct uh, sounds of a loon. So I, I knew what I was looking for. Mm. And I think that in StrengthsFinder, when we begin to memorize the just the 34 names of the themes of strengths, that's the beginning of knowing what it is that we're going to be listening for. We recognize what it is that we're hearing. First step for anyone doing the difficult work of strengths is to know what it is that you're listening for. But this also can be a mistake. Back in the day, we'd make this mistake all the time. We'd be in one-to-one conversations or, or teaching, and we'd hear someone say something, and we'd automatically just name the strength. We'd be like, oh, that's the strength of includer, and we wouldn't say anything else. Right. And so it really wasn't that helpful or advantageous to the audience. They wouldn't really learn because we're just like flexing our muscles saying we know what that strength is, but we didn't really say what we were hearing. Ultimately, that approach isn't that helpful and places the focus in the wrong place. It's placing the focus on you as a presenter or you Mm. as a teacher, and it's not putting the focus on the individual who actually has the strength and arguably is the one that knows the strength a whole lot better than I do. So why not listen and why not follow what it is that I'm I'm hearing because I know what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. and I'm going to withhold naming it And sometimes the best learning comes in reflecting back what it is that you're hearing and asking that person to speak more about their ideation. It's part of a listen, hear, respond process that we now use and ultimately helps the participants much more. This comes back to something Brian learned in 1999 as he was originally discovering the process of strengths. Everything to be learned and everything to be discovered around strengths is found within the talents. The name of the strength is simply like a caption or a word mm-hmm. that describes a set of talents. It's a category. It's a category. Talents are the names of the behaviors, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that are combined into what these strengths are mm-hmm. actually. Mind that information, you can pick apart the long-form descriptions contained within each theme. Go back and listen to last week's episode on a simple strengths activity you can do with your strengths to find this. There's a link in the show notes. The reason for this is because it makes the theme, and ultimately the strength, visible. You can see them. You can feel them. You can watch them. You can Mm -hmm. hear them. Because I always say that strengths are sensory. They're not one-dimensional. They're something that you can see and sense and feel and know. Another lesson Brian learned from Chip Anderson, the godfather of strengths, was the simple act of letting those with that strength teach it back. Brian says that Chip wouldn't really teach to a group, but rather... He would reflect back, oh, I hear this, then he'd say, who else has it? And he would sit Mm -hmm. in the presence of people who had the strengths, and that's where he showed me how it, it was done. Ask simple questions, wait for their response, let them tell you what that strength is about because the greatest learning comes not in my teaching you what it is, but in my hearing how it is within you. One of the mistakes I know I was guilty of early on is trying to flex my strengths muscles, so to speak, 
and tell everyone how much I know. This is a different approach we're talking about here today. One of the things that I would encourage all of us to do is to wait for someone to explain it because we are learning. We have always learned so much about strengths and the learning that we are receiving is coming from the voice of those people who have that strength. It's through the conversations and the responses that we're getting from people within the events that we're doing. That's where the richness of our learning is coming from. So when you talk about know what these strengths are, that's great. Know the names of the strengths. Know what those sentences are, how they represent the behaviors of strength. Beyond that, we really want you to rely on your senses as you work with others and even yourself to better understand what's really going on with your strengths. Rely on your senses. Trust your senses. If you have the knowledge of strengths, let that be the framework within which you can begin to hear and see and sense how the strengths are being talked about how the strengths are being used, watch what people are doing, hmm. and, and begin to put the pieces together. It's like, oh, they have the strength of this. I'm seeing this behavior. And then attach that behavior to the strength and then ask them to talk about it. Hmm. That's how you see it. Yeah. That's, how, that, that's how you see the behaviors of strengths. That's how you listen for the behaviors of strengths. And then see it in the person and then ask that person to talk back. It sounds so simple, yet it's also complex. And quite challenging. Because it's really you relying on someone else to explain strengths and then respond to that live time to make it, it more real. What does it mean to show your work? Well, it's not just regurgitating definitions you've read, but rather it's making the work that you have done with strengths relevant. Go through the process of listening in the one-to-one conversations, listen for the behaviors of strengths, and then reply back okay that's part of showing your work is reply back echo back what you're hearing and then show your work add something to it add a comment about something you've read add a phrase uh, or a story okay. from the white paper that, that you just read maybe add another illustration from a person that you talk to so show your work show that you've done the listening show right. that you've done the years of research but make it applicable to the person that you're talking to in the context of the group that they're in. Brian and I read a great book last year called Peak. There's a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's basically about the science of what makes someone an expert at something. Every expert has a mastery, has a mm. comprehensive intellectual um, grasp of the field of knowledge right. within their profession. And they said doctors had this amazing, like medical doctors, had this amazing amount of information that they've captured but they only show their work as it's relevant to the patient that they're right. working with. Show up for a doctor's appointment, they don't talk to you about their years of education or experience. At least the good ones don't. They don't usually brag about the operations or the surgeries they've completed. That's not relevant to the person in front of them. It just wouldn't make sense. It's not helpful and it adds confusion. What a doctor does is goes through a mental checklist in his or her mind applies that mental checklist to the displaying or the, the, the maladies that are presenting themselves, and they apply their body of knowledge to the needs of the person. Mm -hmm. This 
is a great model for all of us to follow, and especially when talking about the process of educating someone about strengths. It shows that you've done your homework and that you're able to contextualize what you know to the person that's sitting or standing in front of you. The task we're faced with is daunting to many people mm-hmm. because you know, the research it's, itself is showing, you know, you're unique one in 33 point some million. There are 200 and some thousand combinations or whatever. Like all that stuff is like, it just seems so overwhelming, right? You have this field of knowledge. Yes. But you also have this unique thing called someone's strengths. <laughs> and those five strengths are helping you know what you're listening for. Doctors are asking specific questions and those questions are narrowing what they're going to eventually diagnose and treat. Right. As we look at our strengths, we're trying to help people understand, you know what? You can forget about 29 strengths <laughs> in that moment yeah. and just focus, focus on these five. The more you listen, the more someone is going to present what dominant strengths they have. And now you're focusing even more, not just on five, not even on just two or three. Focus on the five, yes, but what are the two or three strengths that are really showing up? Use the five strengths to help you know what you are looking for. And what are we looking for? We're listening and we're seeing, we're hearing for the behaviors of strengths. That's what we're looking for, the narrowing down of something specific that we can then reveal to someone saying, well, this is what I'm hearing. Can you say more about them? Then give them a chance to tell you a story of their strengths. Doing that, you personalize strengths because you're identifying someone's talents. It's contextualizing strengths by recognizing those observable patterns of talent. And then it's putting it into a context of what they're doing and socializes it so then they can reveal to others and affirm those things that maybe they're already saying. But now it becomes obvious to everyone else, too. The reason we're trying to steer people away from just naming strengths in a social setting is because it takes the individual out of the equation. Something may be triggered by someone's behavior, and the person doing the education is like, oh, that's strategic. And it's not strategic to a person. It's naming it in a public setting, and it kind of almost almost immediately detaches it from someone way is to echo back what you're hearing. Oh, I just heard you say that you love making decisions. What strength do you think that is? Right. And that's one of the greatest cues, one of the, the greatest prompts that we use is we echo back a behavior that we're hearing, and then we ask that person, which of your five strengths do you think that is? And that then gives them the chance. That personalizes it. When they answer the question, they themselves are putting it into the context. Well, I love making decisions because just this last weekend, we couldn't decide where we wanted to eat. So then they can give you a Classic story. Classic example. Yep. And that story yeah. is about them as a person. And half the time, it's about something at work. Half the time, it's about something at home. And you're learning more about that, that, mm-hmm. that person. A very easy, very practical way to do this, either as an individual or if you're working with a group, try this. Read through your five strengths. Pick one that you resonate with the most. And just give someone, just share with someone a story that illustrates how you see that strength in action within your life or in relationship. Or give a couple of examples of where you see that strength at play, whether it's at work, whether it's in a team, or it's at home, in something you do for recreation. And then you, at that point, are putting that strength in your own words, Yep. You're putting it in your own context and you're making it 
personal. And then reciprocate that with the person you're talking to and ask them the same question. Hmm. Which strength do you resonate with the most? We take this approach to understanding our strengths and the strengths of those around us. We become more aware of the depth, the breadth, and the beauty of who those people are. Thanks to Brian Schubring, our president, for sharing his loon story and also helping all of us to stop and listen to hear what's really there. And thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.